Before we get into today's episode, I have a quick message from my sponsor, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that simplifies your web hosting experience. The platform allows businesses to focus on their growth and have complete peace of mind with 24-7 support and flexibility to scale. Can we just say support is hugely important when it comes to hosting? And thanks to Cloudways, they are offering an exclusive discount for the Kim Doyle Show listeners. Visit cloudways.com and use the promo code KIM20 to get 20% off for two months on the hosting plan of your choice. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast, F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. I, of course, am your host, Kim Doyle. And I'm really excited today, A, because my guest and I have only chatted sort of via online. This is really our first time getting to connect in person, um, which I'll take in-person video any day over just email. Um, But we're going to talk about growing an agency. She's got a great YouTube channel. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to pick Nicole's brain about, but Let's welcome my guest, Nicole Osborne of Wonderstars. Thank you for being here, Nicole. Oh, Kim, I'm so excited to be here. I think I told you I'm a total fangirl. So to meet <laughs> you in Costa Rica and to speak to you, I'm like, oh, thank you for having me. You're all, you know, it's so funny. You know how you're just like you. And uh, like, if people say that to me, and, and it's so funny, I used to tell my kid, my family, like, you know, you guys, I'm famous on the internet and nobody believed me until like my niece was 12 and she Googled me, which it was all like blog posts and links and stuff. And I'm like, well, somebody believes me. But anyways, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to tell my seven-year-old, I'm speaking to Kim. She's in Costa Rica. <laughs> well, and you're in Germany. Like, this is what I love about. Are you in Germany? No. no I'm, actually, I'm uh, a German based in London. Oh, even you, better. I talked to someone today in Florida and someone in Pakistan. So actually, today is an international day. I'm loving it. It totally is. It's so funny when, when and for people, I'm really curious. And you guys, I promise we're going to get into the interview here. But this is what I love about people in my offline world, right? Who it's normal life day to day. And it was like, I was talking with, I'm sure your friends at Pichinieri this morning. And I'm oh, like, yeah. no, she's an Italian who spent a ton of time in London. And now she lives in Spain. I'm like, this is why I love this. It's like the world is huge and small all at the same time. I love, I love Peter. I just communicated with her via LinkedIn. Uh, we, were t- we were chatting about her amazing program and I think she's absolutely nailing it on LinkedIn. And I just think she's so authentic. And have you seen her artwork? She sometimes publishes that on, on Facebook. She's oh my so gosh, yeah. talented. Wow. Oh yeah. No, we, we literally just talked this morning for like over an hour and that's part of the goal. I'm like, you need to come to Costa Rica. I need to come to Spain. <laughs> and actually I was supposed to go to London in May of 2020. So that is still on the list. But anyways... Okay, so before we get into, and again, your site is Wonder Stars, and for people listening, it's W U, like you're awesome, W U N D E R S T A R S. Everything will be in the show notes, but I love hearing the backstory, and trite or not, 
I want to hear what got you into this besides the fact that you're efficient and logical, which I loved in your bio, because <laughs> you're super fun too. So like, let's have a little bit of your background and how you, how you got here. Thank you so much, Kim. So my parents and I, we, we grew up in, in former Eastern Germany and you've got to know that there weren't any sort of uh, companies really out there. Everything was state owned, but my parents were really entrepreneurial. So as the wall came down, they came up with their own ventures and have always helped them. Like one of the first thing I t- did was helping them to sell sunglasses in a small seaside town. And I was responsible for picking the best shades and really making people feel good, spend some money, but really feel good. So mm-hmm. I had this entrepreneurial sense that was kind of sent, uh, fun. Then um, I came to England. I wanted to learn the language. I met my now husband. <laughs> 25 years, I'm still here. <laughs> and I wanted to study marketing because I knew I wanted to study something I could I could really put into action. Mm-hmm. So I studied marketing. I started my corporate marketing career. Always wanted to be a marketing director for some reason or the other. I got to marketing director. It was great. But my God, the pressures of like having a young child, going to board meetings. But what I have done for years and years and years, I've always worked with agencies. I was in the position of choosing agencies, having really good partners. So when I started my own business, I started as a lollipop social. Kim, I didn't even like lollipops. <laughs> But they made my son feel really good when I took him to the hairdresser or we traveled back to Germany. So I figured lollipop was good sort of fun uh, loco. Um, I transitioned into Wunderstars about a year ago, really to kind of grow up um, and really continuing my work with agency owners. I mostly work with agency owners one-on-one and I help them to uncover their personal brand, what they stand for, to, to really improve their marketing so that they can pick their best fit clients. You know, the clients who follow the processes, who send the content on time, mm-hmm. fun to work with, get what you do, pay well. And yeah, I, I love doing it. Um, so yeah, here I am with Wunderstars. And you know, I've been listening to your podcast. I featured it on my on my YouTube blogs because it's such a cool podcast for anyone building up their audience where who have an online journey because you always keep it surreal and there's so many actionable tips. So hence me being total fangirl being here today. <laughs> You're so funny. I'm like, this is supposed to be about you. Um, but, but you know what? And I, I'm curious, this is again, everybody who listens knows I love to go off script and what one, I love that you pivoted the name. I mean, I went from the word chick to Kim Doyle and mm-hmm. I'm even looking at as I grow, where is there an element of the company having certain things under it? My company name is marketing online media. Nobody even knows that. And it's a mouthful, but it was what I, I'm curious about for you is as you've shifted, and I get the whole like my company was growing up and it was time to step into this. You know, have you found in terms of even whether it's processes or how you hire, who you work with? For and this is really a female specific question, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm and I love my my male listeners, you guys. I've, I've got you there, but there is we're wired differently, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And I feel that as women. And I don't know how old you are, but as women get older, like there is a sense of you start claiming your expertise. Were you going to whisper? You can whisper it later, or unless 45. you want to share it. Proud and forty-five. Oh. <laughs> At a girl. All right, all right. I'm fifty-one. We're good. So, but there is. You hit this point, and it's there is this. I like taking a stance almost, and so in really shifting and saying you want to grow your grow up a little bit was you know what was sort of the the mindset and the thought behind I'm going to claim this space. And then we'll talk about, you know, you've jumped full in into YouTube also. So just kind of tell me what that process was like. 
I guess one of my biggest issues I had with my original uh, company name, Lollipop Social, is that people really assumed I did done-for-you social media services. And mm-hmm. I learned really early on that um, I bring all this marketing experience and just doing social media for someone, it just wasn't ticking all my boxes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not great when you have a name and you continuously have to explain what you do. And I thought, right, you know what? I'm all about marketing. Let's rebrand. But Kim, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me tell you, it's a, it's an exciting but equally exhausting journey right when you change everything over and you put yourself out there but I had the most amazing agency and you know I have a really cool network so I was talking to people like Imogen Allen at the time uh, Mm -hmm. Lee Jackson you know do you think I'm doing the right thing but it was so important for me to have a sense of fun still in there but something really confident as well and I was determined to have a dot com I know that's really silly (laughs) not really I I mean if you can why not right And, you know, the annoying thing happened that like, I decided on the brand name and then one of the social media handles kind of disappeared. I'm like, oh, no, boy, I'm making up a word here. Let me have a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, yes, it was also, as you said, about growing confidence. Do you know, I think it's always really important you choose a business name. You have to be able to say it with high levels of energy. Right? You have to picture yourself on that stage. Am I going to be comfortable saying, hey, I'm Nicole from Wunderstars? And I, I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was about growing up. And it's also, you know, working with digital agencies, these guys are amazing. They do amazing jobs for their clients. They also have really high expectations. So I, I didn't want to be mediocre because particularly I'm all about helping guys and girls to, to stand out, right? <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to not blend into a big background. So I had to sort of do something which reflected that transformation. But yeah, it's it's been a journey and I've loved every minute of it. And it's still up and down, you know, I think that's really part of it all. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the site and I had some really great results coming in and some amazing feedback. So, so thank you for asking me. I, there's even a podcast with Lee where we talk about the whole transformation of the brand and he even interviews the agency. I thought that was a really cool sort of different perspective on it. It, it totally, and, and I do love your site. It's super colorful. I like bright colors too. I'm just more of a, which kind of reflects your personality and energy also. I think that it's totally in alignment. Um, but one of the things I wanted to specifically dig in, so you love marketing and I know, so you've, you explained sort of the journey here, but mm-hmm. what I think is fascinating too is, I mean, agencies know they need to market, they get it. And I felt this and let's just be really clear that we all bring our own shit to the table, right? Absolutely. So I do know that a lot of this was sort of my own perceptions and stuff because I totally felt like an imposter as a WordPress shit because I'm not a coder or developer, but yet I fell in love with this tool. I just like to share what I was doing and it evolved. Ignorance was bliss when I started. (laughs) But I've also seen like how I felt sort of in that space was like at this push pull against marketing at times because agencies just want to kind of do the work. And there is this um, specifically in the WordPress space, but anti-selling, anti-marketing and, you know, and again, I'm really not in the WordPress community a whole lot other than having a lot of friends there, but you know, did you find any resistance or how did you approach saying you guys need to start marketing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, yeah, complete amount of resistance. I guess it's not planned resistance, but it's, they get so passionate about the client projects that they get so engrossed into that, that they don't really do too much about generating leads in the future. Now, when they get really trapped in this whole feast and famine, right? They're really, really busy or there's not enough work or they really heavily rely on referrals. And, you know, I get it. I guess when you work, and you choose a digital agency, it's a huge risk. So of course you're going to ask in your network, do you know a good agency? But in a way for that agency, they really get stuck on that price point. Mm-hmm. And I think agency owners, to me, I mean, everyone has got different definitions of success. But the one thing I really learned from interviewing all the agency owners I did for my agency growth book is that 
for everyone is different. And for some people, it's really, I want to be able to charge well so that I can really offer a transformational project to my client. I really want to yeah. give them what they need to grow and take their business to a next stage, which usually involves you've got to have better processes. You've got to be able to charge well for it. So when you do your marketing, you kind of get there much quicker because you can become that go-to person. You know, you step out of that whole entire invisibility. I mean, do you know, Kim, it's funny. I'm currently doing some research into SEO agencies because I'm going to be talking at Brighton SEO. And my talk is very much about, you know, be more you, get better clients. <laughs> what mm-hmm. I've seen with many SEO agencies. Oh my God, they're all blue. They're all uber professional. They're all right content, which is like for the search engine versus the human. And yes. there's hardly any people inside. It's lots of stock photos. Now, then you end up competing on price, right? Because you're kind of a commodity because there's so many of you offering that. Mm-hmm. So I really um, do a lot of educational content and I always share examples of this is, you know, if, if you only did that, this is what you could achieve. So you could be that go-to person by the time you send your proposal. They've already made up your mind. They're going to be working with you because you're the expert in that sphere. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, I'm always, a, I, I get quite a kick out of working with people who are marketing reluctant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I generally do. I always get bored when people say to me, Nicole, I totally get why we need to do this. I want to have that challenge. <laughs> You're like, I want to flip you. I'm going to turn you. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, but you know what's interesting too, and specifically with the SEO piece, as you know, my hashtag everything is content. I've mm-hmm. tried drilling this down to people so much. And the thing about it is, you know, some of my highest trafficked most highly converting content has nothing to do with a damn keyword that would serve anybody. It brings people into my space. And I have this thing I call my core content values. I'm like, my core content value is that I want people to feel better for having engaged with Mm -hmm. my content. You're going to learn something, you're going to be entertained, or I'm going to, we're going to connect at a kind of soul level, right? And I just, I mean, and what I see, and I'm curious if you see this agencies too, is they do get hung up. I get as soon as people get like, well, I've got to write keywords. I've got, I've got to SEO. I've got to SEO. And I'm like, you know, you do. It matters hundred percent. But at the same time, you know, I started out in 2008 in this space and it was a lot easier to get pulled up. It's the long game, SEO content, all of that is the long game, but there's elements to marketing where you can connect quicker and make a splash. And it's that personal connection, right? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I, I, absolutely. And so, so my strategy is often I do my best for people to have quick wins. I just had this co- uh, conversation earlier with someone in Florida. Great guy, great agency, so much potential. So we had a brainstorm on, on leads generation because I know once that person does that and gets the team involved, you'll be like, all right, Nicole, what's the next thing we can do to, to really step up a person running? Do you know, can it's often also confidence. Um, I chatted to someone based in an island yesterday, really successful agency owner. And it's a confidence thing often. Nicole, I have nothing interesting to say. What, what really, do, I, I have nothing going on. I, I, I used to do surfing, but now I'm not really fit any longer. So I can't talk about the surfing. So we kind of dug a bit deeper. Um, and we figure out other stories that person was really comfortable sharing. It's a bit like, do you know Dave Foy? I mean, he's an amazing guy, right? Oh, he's a wonderful human being. Yeah. (laughs) um, Online entrepreneur. And he really didn't feel very, very brave when it came to sharing his story. So what we did actually, we figured out, um, so what's your anti-version? How do you not want to come across? And for him, it was Douchey Dave who would pretend to own a sports car and be shouting into the camera. And you, you know, you're smiling now because that's really not how he comes across. So we figured that out and then we dug into his stories and we we thought about, so 
with your audience there, what are the best stories for you to connect? What will make them feel like you can help them with a transformation thereafter? And boy, he's, you know what? He's taking it to another level. I don't know when you get a chance. Have a look on his website. He's published his story and it's so powerful. You sit there and read it and you get goosebumps. Now, I'm not saying I can always achieve that level of transformation, <laughs> but you want to have that real personal connection with the best person you want to work with, right? And so personal branding, storytelling, putting yourself out there and not being afraid of actually letting letting go of that need to be professionalism because my experience is with agency owners, as soon as they want to be too professional, they're really boring. <laughs> yeah, I keep, when I see sites like that, I'm all, all right, Microsoft wants their website back. Like here we go, like circa Thanks. 1995, right? It's just like stock photos, da, 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 the whole the whole nine yards, the whole nine yards. And and the thing is like where you were saying, like with Dave, you know, it's fun because for those of us who know him to see mm -hmm. the trajectory of his career and, you know, he's just doing phenomenal. And I love when Dave shares, oh, it's those little bits like you're happy, like, oh, they're building a house. That's phenomenal, right? And you, we all know Dave is a musician. And, you know, so you start seeing these pieces and you just start thinking, oh, I have a friend that, that plays guitar. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have no idea these little, I, 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 joke around that like one of my biggest regrets was not getting into email earlier. But mm -hmm. I think there's a piece there that ties into your marketing. And it's when you start understanding the psychology of how human beings connect and what drives them to do things, it's like going into a portal of a magic kingdom. You're like, oh my God, it flips it, right? Instead of feeling like, all right, I need to come up with a unique value proposition and here's a tagline. And but Fine. without having any understanding and the thing is, and I'm curious about this, your thoughts on this, like, you know, I'm anti-hustle, but I'm a big believer in doing the work. So yeah. I think there's a balance. And I, I feel like we get lost with the grind and the hustle and the work, work, work in the magic of who you become and doing it. Like, I love getting lost writing a blog post and a podcast episode mm -hmm. for like four or five hours. I'm like, okay, this, this was fun. And oh my God, Kim, you're pretty damn good at this, right? So is there a mindset shift there? And I know we're talking a lot about mindset, but the fact that you show up on YouTube, which I want to get into your channel, and you have to dig into these stories with agencies, you know, where do you see those blocks for them in terms of, you know, you got to show up differently? So it's, it's often about connecting what they're about, how their friends would describe them, the stories their friends find memorable, to the things their audience could find memorable. And it's actually having that... Um, courage to talk about maybe you you used to be a in a rock band <laughs> you know mm -hmm. this is what I love about um you and I we both know Vito uh, founder of Atarim you know he used to be in a rock band I mean his about page for his company it's about that I mean that draws you in it's about recognizing that people are really bored with perfect you know you and I we could have the absolute most amazing setup I don't think we would let people in if it was all perfect because uh, I don't have the energy the girl <laughs> Exactly right. You know, I, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I I wear bright colors because sometimes I'm tired and I know I'm uber energetic. That's kind of who I am, but mm -hmm. I also get tired. So it's sharing those moments with your, with your audience and for agency owners is allowing themselves to do that, but also empowering their team members because as they grow, you know, the risk is again that their presence on social media, their content becomes all really sterile because all of a sudden they have this person doing it who, well, I don't know if it's okay to say that. Mostly it is okay to say it. And if you really, you know, if you really struggle to work with a coach like you came over with me, where we give people really honest feedback, no, this is too far. You don't mm -hmm. want to go there, but this is totally good. 
<laughs> it is. And also I was going to say getting people with agencies specifically, again, because they're great at delivering the polished product, mm. right? They're great at, they've probably, my guess is a lot of the agencies you work with have systems and they've got a team and all that kind of stuff. But it's also one of my favorite as I started studying copywriting and, and again, mm-hmm. the psychology behind how all this works is it, it's just ninja when you get it. And it's, it's that, but what does that mean? But what does that mean? You know, or so that you do this so that that's, I learned that from another copywriter. And, and is there a way like, how do you work with agencies and you don't have to give away anything proprietary, but to get them from this, I know we need a market or, okay, you've convinced me to market mm-hmm. to finding the voice because as far as I understand too, it's not a switch. If you can get that switch or that divine hit, but it's usually a process. It's, it's usually a process, right? So I usually start with looking at really where they're currently at and assessing their skills and also going down to, do you actually know what your brand is about? Are those values, those agency brand values, really just hygiene values, really boring values that you're professional, that you have high levels of integrity? Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote a mission creative. statement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> yeah. What does that actually mean in, in terms of how you work with your clients, what your culture is really like? Uh, how do your colleagues describe you? Because I think once you have a set of values, right, you can have some hygienic, boring values, but also some really meaningful ones. You want to have some standout ones, right? So then you think about, so how do we want our clients to feel when they touch base with our content, right? Do, mm-hmm. do, you know, you said you entertain people, educate uh, people and those are common themes right so how can mm-hmm. we do that in a way which really resonates with our sector so if I'm specializing in accountancy websites what are the issues the accountancy guys really struggle with I think there's so much opportunity when you stop needing to be absolutely perfect and everything to be so polished when you just allow yourself to experiment and you know that's probably the biggest thing I've learned in, about being five years in business is that you've got to allow yourself to take a risk to make mistakes and to say I've miserably failed I'm mm-hmm. going to try something else and it's absolutely okay because every time you do, you come back better in a way, right? Because like, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> what is the worst that can happen when you run an online business, right? It's, you know, I guess with the pandemic, everything, people save lives. We yeah. inspire people, right? We mm-hmm. help them get their transformation. But what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> well, yeah. And do you find most people are busy thinking about themselves, to be honest with you? I mean, I have been so public about oh, this didn't work, this didn't work, or I tried that and whatever. And someone had asked me one time, why are you so public about it? And it's interesting because I would probably say, you know, the judgments about failure are heavy in a per- in my personal life. Online, I'm like, well, I'm testing, I'm figuring it out. Like, it's weird how I'm able to do that. So I've started reframing. And again, it's age. I'm like, well, now you know you don't want to do that again, Kim, personally, Right. Do you know, and I love it, and and that's what I love about your newsletter. It's you're keeping it really real. Most agencies don't even have a newsletter when it comes to their clients. And when they do, it's like this big, huge corporate newsletter. So I come in there and I read it and I say, I'm sorry, but if I receive this, I'll be bored. Yeah. If I I see your proposal and it's full of tech words, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I won't even look at it. What can you do to, to spark my interest? What can you do to show a connection? Are you, are you pitching for business in London? Have you been in business? Uh, have you been to London five years ago? Could you connect it with that business? What can you do? And, you know, this is actually where I really help agencies as well because I bring that client perspective. And I'm not afraid of saying, look, I'm sorry, this is too boring. I would just, you know, I see your site on clutch. It looks like There's the efficient and logical next. German, right? <laughs> yeah. 
And do you know what we like? We, we, we sort of, um, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to do it. And then we're like, oh, can't do this. So I do this accountability where I check in with my clients um, on a weekly basis, you know, usually Facebook Messenger. We send each other gifts. I'm like, look, what are you struggling with? Let me help you. That really helps people to come out of that comfort zone because we all just want to do things how we've always done things. I'm the mm-hmm. same. So we need to be pushed out of that comfort zone, right? We need to be inspired, but then also, look, it's okay to do something different, get some good results. If it doesn't work, try it out again. Well, sorry. Like, don't you think it's funny when you think about it on one hand, like we get from say, you know, age two to like (laughs) 20 that we try new things. We're going to be uncomfortable. That's how we learn. And all of a sudden we hit adulthood and it's like, well, can't fail anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. And so like I sent an email recently about getting comfortable with the discomfort. Of course, yeah. it's uncomfortable. It's new. Yeah. T- t- totally. <laughs> and I think it's also because we work online and so many of our network, our, our friends, family, they don't get what we do. <laughs> you know? so no. you, it's hard sometimes because you're like, okay, yeah, I do marketing. <laughs> My dad, my dad finally understood it when when I launched the planner and I had a physical product. Brilliant. To, you know, it was like. Other than that, he's like, you're on a lot of calls. What are all these calls? I'm like, does it matter, Dad? Like, he's 77. God bless him. Retired police officer. He ba- he hates the internet. He's like, anyway. But you know, so it's like, still, dear friends that have followed me on this journey, they're like, so what do you do? I'm like, go to my website. I don't need to sell you. <laughs> right? Do you know, I have the same with my hubby. He's, he's very supportive generally, but he's an electric engineer. So it's like really at the other end of the spectrum, really, what mm-hmm. I do. She's like, oh, Nicole, you know, always here at your office, you laugh and you call this work. And I said, but look, if you think about it, I do my marketing so that I can get to work with the kind of people that I can have a laugh with them while we get things done. Because I know mm-hmm. if they laugh, they're more likely to do things, especially things they're uncomfortable with. And yes, I do like to have a laugh. So it's funny how, you know, he's, much more structured and all of that. And, and we online, right? We, we, we make a constant business case for people what we could be doing differently when we offer them to, the tools to do it. So yes, yeah, fascinating. I always think you have to be able to explain things to a child and then it makes sense. Absolutely. And I did a, um, which is funny, I need to update it, but years ago, like a PowerPoint sort of manifesto mm-hmm. video. And it's, <laughs> if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And I can tell you, Nicole, like, I don't have conversations with people I don't enjoy anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't dread my email inbox. Like you have to back into how do you want to feel? Like that's my mantra. Okay. Let's, I want to pivot a little bit to your YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Cause girl, you are blowing that up. So first of all, what made you decide to, cause you've kind of seems like you've doubled down, like you're going all in, you're, you're making YouTube work for you. So what made you decide to create the channel? Well, um, Gosh, I don't admit this very often, but I really wanted to challenge myself. I was really scared of making videos. I I knew I could work on my blog writing, even though I came mm-hmm. from a background where I had copywriters for everything. I knew I could work on that. I knew well, YouTube would be much, much harder. And then it got to the stage where, oh, actually, do you know what? If I look around in the agency world and in especially in the WordPress world, there are so many guys who are doing an amazing job. And I, you know, I'm friends with many of them and I'm really in awe of what they do. But they're not that many women. And it's very much about, you know, use Elementor, use Divi, have this form, all of these amazing things which agency owners need to know. But there isn't so much about real marketing advice, about real, look, this is how, how it's done. This is who does it well. Be inspired from that example. And I thought, you know what? There's a niche. So I really worked on my video skills. Oh, my God. You know, I did one of these crazy Facebook uh, challenges years ago 
where you do a video every day, no matter where you are. I hired a live video coach, a really great guy, learned so much from it and just kept going. And, you know, I love about YouTube is a continuous learning process. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't figured out the algorithm. I don't think anyone has, but I've had some really great feedback. You know, recently uh, WordPress users voted my channel top marketing channels in the WordPress uh, awards uh, by Davinda, and I was so proud <laughs> of that. I mean, right? I mean, that's such a great mm-hmm. accolade. And I, I get um, my coaching leads often with people, they see me speak, they see me on podcasts, they sign up to my newsletter check out vlogs and I'm like god yeah Nicole I've listened to that and I really like what you said about about pages or we implemented that and it really worked so it's mm-hmm. kind of I love doing it I still find it challenging but I'm also getting work from it so for me that's a really happy medium that's where I wanted to be there I think we all create content because we love it but there's a business reason for it and you know when I work with agencies yes I want you to invest in content but you will also see the returns <laughs> you know you will get people approaching you and they already know you mm-hmm. and they already want your services well, and it's that, and you know, it's like when I started my podcast, I'm like, I did it because I wanted to have more fun. I was mm-hmm. like, I am so tired of being just behind the, the the screen, and actually wanted to be a motivational speaker at one point. Ooh. I really did in college. That was like, a mi- and I'm like, in a way, I get to integrate it, and you know, but it was it was just I let go of the attachment. But I mean, I got coaching clients from it. I had website clients. Yeah. I got sponsorship. I'm like, you don't. There's there's this is a little esoteric, but A, when you do something, you did it for you as a challenge for yourself, but also wanting to provide value. So there was an end goal in terms of this needs to have a return on my time at some point, right? But Mm -hmm. I think when you show up and maybe it's altruistic, but in this, I'm going to have fun, I'm going to do this and see what happens and and let yourself learn during that process, right? I mean, I've had so many... People, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> totally let yourself learn, you know, and, and I find on my channel the most successful videos, one of ones I find totally cringeworthy. <laughs> but I think that's okay. So I even encourage people that don't look up to all these content creators, look at their first pieces, know where they started, oh, you know, take oh. that first step, right? Yeah, I get that all the time with people. And you know, it's interesting, like, we definitely are gonna have to find a way to hang out in person. But I, you know, it's funny, because the I I felt the same way with email. I'm like, there are so many men talking about email marketing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of female copywriters who also talk Mm -hmm. about email. But it was like, I I just have fallen in love with it and newsletters and whatnot. I'm like, I'm gonna claim this space. And I've had people say to me, Oh, you should do a YouTube channel. I'm like, I have one, a lot of it's old, how to do this stuff, whatever. But I'm like, I will, but it's like, I want to know that I can keep up with it. And I've, I've got an editor and I've got someone to go do this and that. Yeah. So it may be coming in, you know, and so many people are like, oh, but you're in Costa Rica. It looks beautiful. I'm like, I get it. But the older I get, the more white space I like in my life. And so. Totally. Right. Totally. And you know, I need, I need the white space too, because particularly with my coaching clients, when we talk about their personal branding, I need to have that hat space to, to really get under the skin and. I need to have time in my diary where I do nothing. So that's something I really caught on to over the last year or two is to be wiser with saying no to actually have better opportunities in the long term. And, you know, for me, Kim, you live by the beach, which I totally envy. I have to be open about that. I live in the middle of London, so I go on a scooter ride. I have this manual scooter. Every day I go on a scooter ride because that's when I really have to concentrate because the pavement is really wobbly. So I don't want to fall mm-hmm. off. I have to be there in a moment. But it relaxes me. It's a bit of exercise and I can just like enjoy the wind if it's windy more or not the sun. And you need to take that space back. Um, but that's a work in progress, right? I mean, we're not born perfect like four day a week. That doesn't, we don't start off our businesses with a four day a week, right? I mean, that's just an illusion. 
No, it doesn't. Well, and you know, it's interesting. I had a point and I don't know how long I've been doing it. I don't do calls on Monday and Friday. They are blocked. Like you can't mm-hmm. schedule it. And I, I've also, there was something. So I got COVID in January, vaccinated, knocked me out for two weeks. And I was like, Ooh, this is kind of delicious. Like all this time, not that I had the energy to do anything. I didn't, but it gave me this, this glimpse. And this is where I do this kind of backing into what do I want? How do I want to feel? What's the work yeah. I enjoy spending my time doing? You know, and I think the other piece is I I, I started writing this blog post, and it's the mind effery of productivity <laughs> hacks and goals. And again, not a dig at men, but it's like, and there's data and science that I always mm-hmm. have direction and stuff. But at the same time, girl, like, do not give me a planner that's going to require me to. It's a part-time job to manage a to-do list. I'm not going to do it. And I know what works for me. And so I think like yeah. as you're working with these agencies and you're got, we all have different processes, right? And it's... Yeah, processes and also different hangups. And mm-hmm. this is... This is because I guess when you're marketing role client side, you're very much always selling the ideas to your sales team and you to your finance team. This will work. We haven't done this before, but let me invest in it. If it doesn't work, we adjust it. So you're already selling, selling, selling. So with agency, it's kind of like getting deeper. What, what, what is the hang up? What is it they're, they're really struggling with? Now, if it's, let's say, writing, email writing, blog writing, well, then why not just share your ideas and you get a really great copywriter in, right? If it's video, then maybe video isn't for you. It's not for everyone. It doesn't have to be for everyone. You could be a really perfect blog blog uh, post, um, sorry, a podcast guest or have your mm-hmm. own podcast. So it's about figuring out what you would enjoy because as you said, you, you know, you wouldn't have done what you've done and achieved all of it if you hadn't enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely key. And we don't start off knowing straight away what we love and what we enjoy, but as we get to know each other, give yourself permission to really lean into that. Now, you know, I knew... Hmm. breaking out of corporate and all these branding chuckles. I like, never want to try and blend into the background again because try and do it when you're one meter 80 in German at all. It's not easy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with having to wear the gray suits because I'm in a very, very male environment. I'm absolutely done with it. I want to do what suits my personality, what, what energizes me, what makes me feel great. And come on, Kim, how lucky are you and I that we have switched our careers and, and gone for all these changes that essentially we can now do what we love doing. Now, I'm not saying we always get it right or we're not mega rich, but be comfortable, right? But it's coming. And <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right. And the other piece of this, though, it was really interesting is I spoke to a friend of mine that we worked in corporate together mm-hmm. before I started 14, 15 years ago. And she had messaged me on Facebook and she had just had multiple great ideas for stuff to do online. And, and she was in HR and it, this is a huge major retailer. And you know, she reached out and messaged me on Facebook. She said, Oh, I gave my notice. And I was like, congratulations. Right. And so then we hopped on a zoom call and she was telling me, and this is, this is the epitome to me of corporate America anyways. Mm -hmm. So she's in HR and she has literally spent, she said, I spent all my time doing intakes. I'm all intakes for what? She said, every time somebody gets COVID in the company, she has to go do an intake call. I'm like, what? I'm always for your region. I'm like, why didn't they just set up a page? You could do a video. They could do an intake form. And if somebody wants to, she goes, exactly. Huge company with tons of money. And, and they focus on buzzwords and this, but it's so ineffective. But what she said to me, she goes, God, you've really made this work. You stuck with it. And so 
at the time, and I think this is for everybody, for every agency, maybe they're, if they're struggling or I need to hire, but I can't afford to hire. Cause a lot of times we have to do stuff before we're ready, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's that Absolutely. Indiana Jones where you have to take a step off the ledge and then the steps appear. Um, but I'm like, yeah, right. It was hard then. So how do you, let me ask you this, when you're working with an agency and they're coming in and they know something has to change, yeah. right? They know something has to change. So how do you get them to start seeing you have to take the risk sometimes before you get the results? Yeah. Do you know, one technique I use, and I'm sure many coaches do, is it's actually just really talking about what does their success look like? Income levels, kind of clients they work with, work-life balance, kind of teams they have, how big they want their teams. And it's kind of when you picture that and, and when you dig into, well, why does that really drive you? Why does that really matter? something shifts with their motivation. And I guess I'm very intuitive um, because I love working with marketing resistant people. It's funny, actually. But I'm very intuitive about what their fears are, sort of sort of, kind of, you know, okay, is it that? And then you kind of find a solution around that. And it's that, oh, God, you know, I can really do this, Nicole. I just need to do it like that. Wow, maybe I can now try such such a thing. And do you know, I absolutely love it. One of my agency owners really resistant on LinkedIn. Oh my God. But his audience is totally on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. we did small challenges, small steps. And you know, in the end, um, followed some of the LinkedIn hacks, we optimized his profile. He attracted a project which was 15 times the normal value of his digital marketing projects. And I'm sorry, once you have that kind of result and that kind of level of motivation, you continue to get going, right? <laughs> Oh my God, girl, this is interesting because the <laughs> newsletter that I'm writing tomorrow is talking about, um, it, so if people aren't listening, but F the hustle, go subscribe to that. But I had been listening recently to a podcast uh, with Russell Brunson and it was the Marketing Secrets and they had done a, a live event for some e-com challenge with Allison Prince. And, but what was really cool is they've, they published all these podcast episodes of hot seats, right? People are having questions and stuff. Yeah. And so I, do, do you listen to it? No, not yet, but I'm oh, going to check okay. out. Okay, this is a, it was a great episode. And the episode title is, uh, hold on, it's actually here. It was um, Selling the Vision, Not the Product. Absolutely. And the, they gave a great example. And and I'll just do a quick summary here because I didn't put it in the email. But there was a, a gal that she's a chef and she's written an ebook on bre- on quick breakfast. But her whole point is about she wants families to start being able to spend a little bit of time connecting, starting your day that way. And so she's made breakfast super easy and all this kind of stuff. She's like 56,000 followers on Instagram, 750 on her email list, which Russell Brunson said email today is still our number one channel. And you think about the money behind ClickFunnels with paid traffic. Um, I have to steal that snippet. But what was interesting is so the, the, the shift that Russell gave them, he said, you know, I've got twins that are sophomores in high school. And he said, I've got two years left with them. He said, if you had sold me on making the most of my mornings with my kids before they go off to college and this, like it gives me goosebumps. You start seeing nobody wants another ebook, right? And so you're, it, this is what I'm pulling out from when you start digging in with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's, what, what does what their is life it? look like? What, what does their life Because I really learned very early on that it's not about the money. Usually it's, it's usually a combination of things, right? So we, we start figuring that out and then we take it. Okay. So how do you currently manage your time now? I don't position myself as a productivity coach, but I know I have to help agency owners to free up some of their time to be able to work on their business rather than in their business, mm-hmm. right? And I know it's such a cliche, but it, it is so true. So we, you know what? Can I just it. say really quick, mm-hmm. cliche sayings, my therapist said this to me once, she goes, 
Kim, why do you think they stick around? Why do you think trite mm. sayings? Because they're true. They're <laughs> I, true. So, so. You know, I, I have this free, um, free coaching question. And one of the things is, uh, what, what does your week look like? Send me a screenshot because I want to see how organized people are. Because often that's somewhere where you can have really quick wins. And, you know, we, we, um, is my client in Florida. We gave him some really fancy names. He's now got weekly slots in there for, for leads generation, for marketing, for, he had to like create a lot of the SOPs and doing all the processes. And that's like his freedom pass. And because he's given it names, he can relate to. I know the names. We can now talk about them. So mm-hmm. this is a vision that this is how you get there. Because personally, I always struggle with, Oh, you're going to get to the moon. I want to see what the first step means, like maybe transatlantic flight on 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 Earth. I, I, if you give me right. the moon straight away, I can't relate to it. I'm like, no, no, can't, can't do that. How do I get to Florida? Yeah. Right. And it comes from, <laughs> I, I had this really sort of really highly creative boss at the Financial Times, but he always was like right up there. And people just stood back. You could watch him like, oh, I, I can't do that. And the whole point is you want to make people feel empowered. Like, I, I, I can give it a go. <laughs> mm-hmm. might be scary but I give it a go so yeah I'm always very practical based and I think that is a German thing because you know we, we like to have structure and processes and regularity so <laughs> I can't I can't switch that side off <laughs> actually I use it in my branding all the time so I'm not gonna switch it off well no and the other piece of this is don't you find like I know with like I've made a big investment in sort of a, a coaching program and, and I'm yeah. like the timing was right and what appealed to me about it, one, and this comes back to marketing agencies or not, is speaking my language. I love the idea of a no sales call program, no sales calls for high ticket. I'm like, that spoke to me. This person does not spend a ton of time on social. I seem like I'm antisocial. I'm not. I just can't. I know you're not. <laughs> but I just don't want to put a ton of time. I, I want to be where I want to be. And I want my brain. I, I want it to work in a way that supports how I want to feel. And so, but the whole point is she spoke exactly to you know, I was like, oh, that appealed to me. That appealed to me. That appealed to me, you know? And so, and I think what you were saying, but the the point with the systems and the processes and the SOPs is that that doesn't mean I don't have to create that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the work. That's not my favorite work in order to hire the team in order to scale. It's part of the process. So for agencies, you know, it's funny. I'm going to have to connect you a a friend of mine who has kind of just blown up into an agency kind of quickly through a lot of referrals and stuff. And she's, you know, hired her first project manager and she hired a US based project manager. And I said, you know, girl, and I'm not, I love overseas. Everybody's capable. That's not it. But I, I think for her being willing to invest a little bit more in that role leveled her up. Like I know the second I made this investment in myself for this program, I started canceling stuff left and right, Nicole, that I'm like, this doesn't support where I'm going. And I am so focused, right? So I, you know, I get it. And it's mm-hmm. so funny you should say that. Um, I, I have a business coach and um, it's been absolutely instrumental. And do you know, all the agency owners I talked about in my agency growth series, they, about 98% of them had invested in coaching and training, just something to really take them from where they are to the next step, because we all have dreams, but do we always have the courage to go for them? Not always, right? And Mm-mm. I think that's kind of really fun of, of running your own business. You can choose what you invest in. And if it's yourself, you, you know about yourself what it is. Um, do you know, Kim, I have to admit, when, when you go out with your next email product, I'm going to be so on that because I love it. No, I really love the way you, how you explain it. And um, it resonates with me. And because I can picture you as a person, I, I need to be a bit entertained. And you, you do that. <laughs> So Sometimes it's self-deprecating, but I, I can own that. I love that. I, I, you know, I do the yeah. same. I stood on stage just saying how I used to love David Hasselhoff. I mean, come on. 
girl, I read that. Yeah, I read that. I was like, this is gold. You know, it's funny. I've had, this is a so non sequitur. I've had two celebrity crushes in my life. Mm -hmm. The first was Sean Cassidy. Yep. I was like eight years old. I literally named a parakeet Sean. Okay. I'm totally dating myself. And my current crush that I am so not ashamed of is Chris Hemsworth. I'm like, they broke the mold with that man. I'm just like, I have to Google him. Who is it? Thor. Really bad. It's Thor from the Avengers. <sighs> yeah. Good choice. You can hear by my voice, right? <laughs> but, but I have to tell people, and this is like, so like, this is just the dumbest eighth grade and eighth grader in me coming out. But what it is, is yes. He is just a spe- he's beautiful. He's he's right. Easy he is yes. so funny. He yeah. doesn't take himself too seriously. I I think he's a good human being. I don't know him personally, obviously, but I'm like I just I like the whole piece. I think he's funny. He he's just he doesn't take himself too seriously, and he's like this huge world superstar, right? With and it's amazing. The universe. Kim wants to hang out with four. Four, if you hear this. <laughs> It's Costa Rica. It's an amazing place. <laughs> and, and his wife even, because she's got, you know, it's so funny. Like I watched a little clip of them on vacation and they had gone to get ice cream or something and she's got it on her nose and she's like, is there anything on my face? He's like, no, you look great. You know? And it's like, or they're walking along a snowbank and he pushes her in it. I'm like, these guys are fun, you know? And it's, it just endears you more to people and, and you don't have to be a celebrity to yeah. be able to connect with people. I want to talk to you. Let's I'll get back on track here about your book. So like, cause I know you're working on the one, but mm-hmm. tell me, let's, let's talk a little bit about your book, what it is and oh, thank how you, so you did much. it. So, so my intention was, I really wanted to find out how agency owners across the world are growing their agencies. What is their secret to success? Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to do this because I've always enjoyed listening to stories and, and, and really learning what makes people tick so I thought right this is like a nice meaty research project so I reached out to lots and lots of people and I interviewed actually 29 people across four continents and I put all the best growth tips together in my agency growth book it's a, it's a free ebook and if you can put the link in the uh, comments that you guys and I know I'll Absolutely. be able to, to interview as well I chatted to you before and I wanted to show people that everyone has got different versions of success. And I wanted to show them what inspired them, what they made happen. But most of all, and that's very much a, my style, is, is actionable tips. So I didn't want people to think, oh, my God, this is totally unachievable. And, you know, I loved it when I spoke to Jason Resnick. I, I know you and Jason, obviously, you work together on Deliver It. It's the third issue. Nicole Osborne is already addicted to it. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it. But, you know, one of the reasons he started off his business, he wanted to be able to work from home and, and see his kids, right? So he mm-hmm. went through all the troubles of that, taking on jobs to learning all the skills. And now he's so successful. He also really honed into his personal brand, right? Like he's the guy from New York and is so visible. And Jason is a bit of an introvert. He wouldn't mind us saying that, but he's really turned that around. And I just find that so fascinating. So I pulled all of these insights together and um, I just launched the um, HC Growth, but I really want to get to 50 interviews. Because I got such a kick out of it. It's been so exciting. So it's actually an ebook. It's it's not a book book. Mm-hmm. So do you know yet. you said earlier we have to decide what we want to do? Mm-hmm. And I've not had the desire yet to publish a book book. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I'm really going to lean into into YouTube. Um, I will love being a podcast guest, but creating a book, I think it's got to really excite you and um, mm-hmm. to be wanting to do it. And I admire people who do it. I mean, you see it on my little video wall. Like these are books I've read and people I know, you know, Jamie Digital, um, all of it. So I admire it, but not for me right now, but an ebook, which people can download. And then they're on my email list. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, it's, you know, writing a book has always been on my, my radar. Mm-hmm. And I, and, but it's like, I kept, 
you know, it was kind of like how F the Hustle was born for me. You know, I came up with that name like six years ago. Thank you. And it was like I was looking at something else and I knew I wanted to do a newsletter because I just, I love them. I love the fact that they've come back and newsletters, just like podcasts and YouTube channels. It's easy to succeed if you're willing to stick with it. So many people quit, right? And so there's that. But the whole point was the book thing, you know, it's like I have a friend who's kind of a book coach and stuff. And she messaged Mm -hmm. me on Instagram. She's like, when am I going to do your book? And I'm like, probably this summer. Like Mm -hmm. I there, because F the hustle resonates with me. It it pulls in my life, my business, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And so the point of that is to your point is do it when it works for you. There are so many different types of media to publish and show up as it's, it may never be right or it might. I mean, it took me this long to really get to email marketing and writing as, mm-hmm. as a niche, even though I'm pretty personable and I like to show up, I was like, God, I've, I've fallen in love with this process. No, I think it's so important to do things when you feel they're right. Like for, for me, a really huge priority is, um, so my family's all in Germany. I want to be able to spend most of August in, in Germany. So every, everything I do is kind of, okay, will that help me to go spend the summer with my family? I don't want to have to worry about work. So I'm, everyone is time short, right? But for me, that's one of the motivations. I love seeing my family in Germany. So, but there will be day when actually, you know, yeah, let's do a book, but you have to be really committed and you have to feel passionate about it and get joy from it, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I generally think life is too short not to have joy, whatever that joy oh. might look like, right? No, that's actually my therapist mentor. She's like, our, she believes our primary responsibility is joy in I this agree. life. And I, I, I resonate with that a hundred percent. And, you know, it's funny, even today, you know, it's, it's like, I'm so excited about this program I'm doing and where mm-hmm. I'm going. And I'm feeling this, like, eh, maybe I should start getting up earlier and writing. And I had calls today. I've got another call after you. And mm-hmm. I had peaches and I'm like, no, I have not talked to peaches since like November. Just, I'm like, I'm going to wake up when I want. That's why I do this. I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to be present. I'm, gonna, you know, and and so it's coming back to that place, which then gives you the fuel to get back to work, right? You no, know, absolutely. And for agency owners, you know, we're going to be more relaxed and chilled out in the office around their team if they have that. If they have reclaimed that to their time. So I had a messaging earlier of a client on a stressful situation, and I said, "Look." I don't want to sound like you, mum, but have you got some time where you can just go to your local beach or just take some time out? Because I know if you do that, you're going to be more capable of dealing with that. And I know you can deal with that because you've had COVID twice. You have a big, you can do this. But sometimes we need to be told just to take some time away from it all, right? And it's yeah. the best thing you can do in most situations. I just <laughs> yeah. love that. I don't mean to be your mom. That's what I was giggling women, about. We are very practical, aren't we? Like, I know this could like yeah. could sound like your mum, but honestly, I, I mean it because it's good for you. <laughs> And I think because as women, we finally get there, ideally, right? I know that I've gotten to that place that like, like seriously, COVID was such a blessing for me because I could not work. Yeah. I had to put myself first. I had to reach out and ask for help. I've got friends here. I asked, my therapist actually has yeah. property down here. She's back and forth, which is kind of what made me go, oh, I want to check out because she's retired, but I didn't let go. But I mean, I literally, she said, do you need anything? I'm like, yeah, can you go to the pharmacy for me? And I'm just like, I got it. I got it. Like, I'm not used to, but I'm like, I'm in a foreign country by myself. I'm going to lean into the people. And so I think as women, we start, we start doing that more. And you know that, okay, if I don't refuel, this isn't going to work. Completely. Yeah. And I think actually it's a good thing. Um, Like one of my best friends, we we connected because we were both made redundant at the same time. (laughs) So we ended up, sorry, I laughed nervously, but we ended up having this weekly pub lunch where we slotted our career and we had a drink and we had a lunch. 
Now, she went back into corporate, really great job. I built my own business, but we were there for each other and, and we helped each other through these tough times. So it kind mm-hmm. of makes you stronger, but you have to allow yourself just to go through all of that to then come out of the other end. Sorry, I don't know why I just brought this up. I felt that was No, funny. but you know, it's funny. I know I love it because like, I actually, I'm a doodler. I've got journals, <laughs> I doodle, I draw and stuff. And I had, I was thinking about the, the failures and the dips and the stuff mm-hmm. that we go through. And I had to draw it out for myself. And so I, I drew out my journey. And so it's like you're going along a path and there's a hill, right? You go up and you get down and then you go a little bit further and then there's a dip. But what was visually helpful for me was that even with the hill and the dip, I'm still further along on my journey. Like I'm still going towards the destination. So that brings me, this is a good kind of roundup question for you here. So what what do you want for your business? Like, where do you see it going? Do you want to, and if, if it's too personal, it's okay, but like kind of your dreams and ambitions for where you want to take your company. Yeah. So I really like to get some more coaching clients. So <laughs> before pandemic, I was very much at my optimum, but I have suffered. And I like to um, really have that balance of, um, at the moment I'm, I'm, exploring some sponsorship opportunities for my channel and it's, it's really exciting. So I, I want to have that balance. Um, my, my biggest thing, you, you can see I'm not too specific with my goals because what I've learned from the pandemic, you have to be flexible enough. I always want to go for the next thing and it's not always um, money. So for me, the next thing is to always be able to take the weekends off, to comfortably mm-hmm. spend the summers in Germany, to have a f- few fun days scheduled in. Really just to spread the wonder stars goodness and to have a good time while I'm doing it and to really help agencies work with their perfect clients because you know everyone is frustrated about not getting content and people not paying well mm. enough. So if you do your marketing, you can fix all these things. <laughs> it's like That's a perfect Yeah. No, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And you know what I loved about it too is I re- I really I focus on intentions. How do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? And where yeah. do I do I have goals? Yes, of course. I've got financial goals. I've got mm. things goals, but it's it's to be able to show up with joy and work with the people I want to work with and do work that I love, you know, so you kind of can't beat it. All right. Where is the best place for people to find you? And again, all the links will be in the show notes, guys. I'll be emailing this, but where's the best place for people to connect with you? The best place is actually my website. So wunderstars.com because you find the links to my YouTube channel, to me on LinkedIn. You find them all there. So wunderstars.com. You can also get the agency growth ebook there. So come and visit me on my site. I would, I would love to say hello to people. Nicole, this has been so fun. I, I feel like I've known you forever already. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, this is, this is what I love about what we do. <laughs> oh no, I had, I had a ball. I'm so excited still. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, guys, sit tight and I'll reiterate some links. Until then, we will catch you next time. This episode is brought to you by my F the Hustle newsletter, the newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to enjoy the journey, do good work, and grow a profitable business. It is time to ditch the hustle. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.